Hello, I'm Sophie Ellis-Bexter and welcome to Spinning Plates, the podcast where I speak to busy working women who also happen to be mothers about how they make it work. I'm a singer and I've released seven albums in between having my five sons aged 16 months to 16 years, so I spin a few plates myself. Being a mother can be the most amazing thing, but can also be hard to find time for yourself and your own ambitions. I want to be a bit nosy and see how other people balance everything. Welcome to Spinning Plates. Hello, well this is rather lovely. So this is an extra special bonus episode of Spinning Plates and it's brought to you by the wonderful team at Clarks who are for growing feet in safe hands. And this is a really special thing. I've never actually done a special episode of Spinning Plates before and I've also never had a guest return before. But seeing as Clarks spoke to me about the idea of having an episode to chat about all things early shoes and memories of Clarks from my childhood, how I found Tookie Mickey for his first shoes... I thought, who better to talk to than my own mother? So I spoke to my mum, who is known to other people as Janet Ellis, uh, for one of the first episodes of the podcast I ever did. So this is way back in 2020 that we sat down and spoke together. And I absolutely loved it. Um, It's funny, when I had the idea to do the podcast at all, so speaking to, you know, working women who are also mothers, of course I was going to speak to my mum. It's such a natural thing. And I got so much of my take on how to be a working mum from my own mum. But actually, I got so much more than that from sitting down with her. I thought it was going to feel a little bit weird interviewing my mum. But actually, it just felt really lovely. And honestly, if my granny had been alive when I started the podcast, I would have had her on the podcast like a shot. There's so many things I spoke to about my, with my mum that you wouldn't really necessarily talk to your mum about if it's not in a sort of slightly more, like, formal setting. Well, certainly not for me anyway. I was fascinated to hear about her relationship with work, how she felt about having me, how she felt about being a mum. It's just not something we've really gone back and spoken about. You know what it's like. Your relationship stays in in the present tense so much. And, of course, you reminisce, but you don't necessarily sort of go a bit more deep than that. So, anyway, if you've got, you know... If you've got relatives, old, bigger generation relatives, bigger, older generation relatives, um, I'd really recommend having a little chat about them and how they felt about, I don't know, big milestones in their life maybe? Whatever you think is a good launch pad. I def- definitely think the conversation with my mum, thanks to the podcast, has become something that I think about quite a lot. And so on that note, it was a total joy to invite her to come back to the podcast to talk about first shoes. So... I really do remember going to Clark's a lot when I was small. And I remember I remember certain things, like I remember my first school shoes. I obviously remember taking my brother and my sister because I was quite a bit older than them. So I was eight when Jack was born. So I think when I was about mm, 10, we took uh, Jack to the local Clark's and he got his first little pair of shoes. And of course, then my feet were still growing, so I would have been getting shoes all the way through that. And I always was very excited about getting new shoes. I've managed to sustain my love of new shoes ever since, thanks to... Uh, my passion for my uh, shoe collection. I've actually kept a lot of shoes of mine from when I was a teenager and I've also kept all the school shoes and little tiny shoes that my boys had. I mean, honestly, if you've got like small little shoes, they just take you right back. I've got a bag in the attic of things I can't part with from their babyhood and their first little Clark shoes are definitely, definitely in there. Um, so what do you need to know? Right, so... My mum, so she has me and then my brother and my sister. Um, I think my mum is best known as being a TV presenter. She used to present Blue Peter, uh, the big children's programme. In, so it's still going now, Blue Peter. It's one of the longest running TV shows, I think, I think 
Blue Peter is the longest running children's show in the world. I'm going to say that. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Um, so when that was when I was small. My mum was doing that. And she's uh, a trained actress and still does lots of broadcasts. So she'll do radio, she'll do presenting. Um, and she's also written books. So the last uh, decade has seen her release two works of fiction and she's currently working on a third. She's a brilliant writer. Um, I've really enjoyed reading her books. They're both quite different. The first one was called The Butcher's Hook and it's all about a, a murderous teenager in uh, 1700s London. It shows definitely what goes on inside my mum's mind when no one's watching and then she shares it with the world through the written words. And so we sat down round at mine to have a chat about our family and how we are with memories and stuff and keeping little knickknacks from all different drop points throughout your life, which, yes, does include our first shoes. Uh, the shoes that Jack and I had when we were small are in little boxes as you go down to the kitchen at my mum's house. So you see where I get my sense of style from now, yeah, because you hear me talk about my clutter a lot, I know that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else you need to know before you hear us chat. I mean... I mentioned a Christmas present I bought for a friend of mine called Carolina. I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she's not going to hear it. And I'm pretty sure I didn't mention what I bought her. So that's a good thing. But anyway, I think you're going to really enjoy this. And I'm really, really happy that Clark's invited me to do this bonus episode because it's always a joy to sit down and talk with my mum. And we did manage to stop giggling for long enough in between having our chat that I think you will get a good gist of how our relationship works and also how passionate we are about about memories actually and about marking things and we're both quite sentimental and I'm not the only one who keeps things from childhood you wait till you hear what she's kept from clocks from when she was small over to you mum So you may have heard that we've partnered with Clarks over the last few months, a very happy collaboration. And recently I took my little one, Mickey, to their Kingston store to get a look at the new school shoes because he just started reception alongside their amazing kids range. Well, I did get a little bit distracted because they had some amazing styles and a whole range for me as well. And I had to stop myself on the day. It was all about Mickey. But isn't it great to know I can shop one brand for all of us, my favourite kind of shopping. And Clarks as a brand has almost 200 years of perfecting their products and they've taken these learnings into its first shoe offering. Because we all know your child's first shoes are just so much more than something you put on their feet. They are memory makers, they are journey takers and they mark that moment you realise your baby is no longer a baby, they are a toddler. So for this special bonus episode, who better to chat to you about some of these memories other than my mum. So she's been through it all with me, my brother Jack, my sister Martha, and she's been on the journey with me and my kids, so the grandbabies too, because I've had them all from Sunny down to Mickey and Clark's, and it turns out my mum started out in Clark's shoes too. So this is a lovely way to catch up and talk all things Clark's and first shoe memories. <laughs> well, welcome back to the podcast, mum. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we haven't spoken since uh, the, like, the episode we recorded three years ago. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if the only way I knew what you were doing is because we had a podcast together occasionally. Well, I'm sure stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. How is your career going? I hope it's all right in the music business. Yeah, it's been up and down. But yes, keep like going, it. darling, keep going. Everything's been all right with you? You're a very talented amateur. Just, just keep going. Thanks, Mum. Now, honestly, it, in all seriousness... The episode that we did right at the beginning, I think it was maybe like only the second or third one I'd recorded, and it's still one of the ones I get mentioned to me the most. Is it? Yeah. And I'm really glad we did it, actually, because it sounds um, like a bit of an odd thing to sort of 
have a conversation that's a bit more structured. But actually, I think there were so many things we spoke about that we hadn't really spoken about outside of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was my memory too, that it was was a chance really, uh, without interruption, small people in the house, Mm. and actually big people too, and life generally, a chance to really explore some of the things that we know we think and we were comfortable with, but we don't say aloud very often. Yeah. And it was really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about it a lot since. Me too. And talking of little people mm-hmm. um so as you know at the moment the podcast is sponsored by clocks which Excellent. is lovely because actually as soon as they became involved with the podcast i was like ah, it's so perfect it's a big part of my life already but also it was something that i know we shared when i was little absolutely and my childhood too i was actually a member of the clark's lucky shoe club <laughs> i had a badge i've been trying to find it it'll be somewhere you know the house is a bit busy um yeah it was a sort of silver horseshoe with a red fill-in which said clark's lucky shoe club on it and then dangling from the bottom of the horseshoe were a little tiny pair of silver shoes that's adorable it was lovely actually that's a good badge (laughs) it's a really good badge lucky shoe club clark's lucky shoe club yeah that's adorable they were part of my childhood too that's lovely well actually when i took mickey it did kind of like join up all the lines because you know even my eldest is now sunny's nearly 20 um (laughs) His first shoes were Clark's, and I remember getting a little photograph, a little Polaroid of him in his first little shoes. They were little maroon shoes, those kind of toddler ones where they're very soft and squishy. So they're as wide as they're long, aren't they? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's true, those little, little square shoes. <laughs> and they're like really soft and bendy so that their feet, when they're so pudgy and finding yes. their way, yes. can still do all the rolling and getting their balance. And I guess they would have been my first shoes too. Oh, they definitely were, yeah. And it's it's a funny thing, I think, putting a child into shoes for the first time because obviously, you know, it's wonderful when they start walking. Absolutely amazing. That is the thing that everybody celebrates rightly. And nowadays we'd be documented on film and I'm sorry we haven't got any film like that, but <laughs> I assure you it was a big moment when you got up. But there's something about saying you're ready for shoes, which is the beginning of your journey into the outside world. And it's so lovely to be able to literally, literally put those little feet into professional hands. Because if I was measuring you for shoes, you know, I'd, I wouldn't know how to do it or whether, you know, what the gap needed to be at the top, even what sort of shoes. And it's so good that that thing that you want for your child, which is to put shoes on and then for actually then forget about their feet. Know that those shoes can take them down the road or up a tree and, you know, safely by your side is really lovely and thank goodness we have something like that and it's synonymous with that sort of care and down the years you know from you and to Jack and Martha your brother and sister to all five of your boys you know safely entrusted with a pair of shoes that then in the best way you can forget about it you know yeah. they are safely shod for a while and I've always thought with with small children particularly you know if if their shoes fit then they're going to be happy you know yeah. there's nothing worse than wearing ill-fitting shoes and you're never going to get that with Clarks which is great also you want kids to associate getting their feet measured and getting new shoes is a happy thing not something that's going to be uncomfortable or they're going to be forgotten about absolutely and I'm glad that Clark's makes such a fuss about first shoes because it is a big deal to you so it's nice that it's sort of shared with the people that are measuring them and all of it you spend a long time carrying your children when they're small and suddenly you're going to put them down onto different surfaces and (laughs) alongside you on pavements and roads and getting in and out of public transport you know it's a big deal it is a big deal and I guess also there's so much of a thing about the tradition of you know, the little shoes we'd had when we were small. I know you've got mine and Jack's and Martha's at yes. home still and how they're all worn and all yeah. the little scuffs and everything. And then 
you know, like I've quite often taken pictures of the boys' shoes when they're all kind of lined up and you've got from like big to small or little shoes. There's something about the character that goes into a shoe that's kind of unlike anything else they put on, really. It's such a measurement, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's like the marks on the back of the door when kids are growing. Yeah. Those, their feet growing is also, you know, inescapably a mark of them getting older. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I think... I have a memory of getting shoes, Clark's shoes, when I was small, that weren't just my first shoes, they were like patent party shoes. Party shoes, <laughs> yes. That's always a big deal. Yeah, that was a big deal. In fact, I remember really well having my feet measured. I can still... So the one we used to go to, the local one to us when I was small, was the one where had actually had like the electronic, that mm, mm, machine. That always felt really exciting. In Richmond, yeah. In Richmond, yeah. But now, when Mickey went the other day... And I think for all the kids, actually, they've just used the little ribbon one, where, you know, with the top thing. Yeah. And I can still remember having my feet measured and just thinking, please let them have grown, please <laughs> let them have grown, so that I could get to have new shoes. <laughs> but the patent ones were real. The patent were really special. Dream pair. And actually, yeah. I still love a little patent shoe that's got a little yeah. buckle. And I had those, like little Mary Jane patents. Exactly. Um, my dad used to... Um, Score the underside just to make sure I wouldn't slip in them. That's so sweet. It was very sweet, yeah. Yeah. But yes, and it completes the look, doesn't it? It really does. You know, what's a party dress or a party outfit without a bit of patent? Yeah. Still think like that. It's so true. And I think, you know, when you're small, you're quite often, I mean, I think quite a lot of the things I would wear might be things that you'd said, oh, this is nice, that's nice. And you put them on and you don't really think about what you're wearing on your front when you're you're getting dressed. You just look down at your feet a lot, don't you? So I can really clearly remember starting school actually and looking down at my feet as we walked out of the hall from the first (laughs) assembly and thinking these are big girls feet (laughs) (laughs) it's really clarified I can't remember what public event it was but we took you to something which is quite momentous and you seemed to be enthralled with it absolutely enthralled you were really because there was something on the ground I think we were reading bouquets of flowers let's say Mm. so there was something on the ground definitely and you seemed incredibly interested in what was going on Mm. and then I realised you were actually looking at your shoes (laughs) You were just looking at your shoes, and that's fair enough. But, uh, yeah, yeah. obviously you were very interested in current affairs and everything. (laughs) Mostly it was that day. They must have been new. They Mm. must have been new. Because there's also something with with putting children into into the next size up as well, where the shoes just look impossibly fresh, don't they? And you know they're going to see them through all sorts of escapades. So true. But there they are, just for a moment, box fresh. I think that's why I struggle. Well, certainly the little shoes, their first shoes, I've still got all of them. (laughs) And actually, Sonny is packing his boxes ready to move to your house. That's true, he is, yeah. (laughs) And um, (laughs) he found the little picture from his first pair of shoes from Clocks. Oh. Little, do you remember them, the little red maroon ones? I do, yes. The big Velcro crossover yes. at the top. I, re- I suppose because it was my first kid, so the first shoes was like a really big deal to me, but yeah, I remember those really well. And actually when Mickey got his first shoes, I don't know if you remember these, they, Clarks had just done a little range with Disney and he had ones that had Mickey Mouse all over them and one side was red and one side was yellow. Yeah. They were so sweet. That's it. I mean, they, black they, and can white be, ones. they can be playful too because mm-hmm. you know, you know they're going to fit and be comfortable and see them right through. So the fact that they really thought about what the child's going to think is yeah. great. There's nothing dull about this. Even school shoes. That's Even true. school shoes, they have such a sense of purpose and make you feel like you're ready for the next stage. That's true. I mean, I think... I think you and I in particular have got quite a similar style with 
our homes and that we both like a lot of trinkets around from like all across all the, the big milestones of things that have happened there's a lot yeah and and like you uh first of all there is a lot of stuff but I know what it all is mm-hmm. and each thing has to hold its place for me it has to serve as a a memory or a nice moment or something that's really special um I moved around a lot when I was, when I was a kid as you know so I think um part of it for me is definitely the fact that it would take them a long time to get me out of that house now <laughs> It really would. It really would. But also that you can keep things from your childhood or from my childhood, you know, that just occasionally resonate. And it's the same with those little shoes are like that, actually. You don't go and look at them every day. You and I are not building shrines. But we're equally going to a place where you think, yeah, that's part of me too. That's part of our story. And I think that's really lovely. I do as well. I think... It means you sort of bump into different versions of different aspects of your life all the time. So you'll be like, oh, that was that thing from seven years ago. That's from 10 years ago. That was from when I was small. And it's all kind of, you can kind of revisit all those things in a a glance. It's the rings of a tree, isn't it, really? Yeah. Concentric circles. It's very nice nice to be so nurtured. It is. And actually, um, I mean, we're now sat in the room where we're going to be having Christmas, talking of... That's a good thing, because I didn't actually know whether I was coming for Christmas. (laughs) I'm going to take this recording as my invitation. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) As if I'd get away with that. Um, Oh, sorry, what date was it? (laughs) You know, I actually, honestly, I ordered my first uh, Christmas present today. Did you? Yeah. Wow. That's ahead, isn't it? Even for my standards. Actually, it was for Carolina. Oh, yeah, she complimented me on something and I was like, oh, okay. Because I'm, try- I'm trying to keep my memory of like actually buying presents when I think of it. That is a good thing. Oh, because normally mm. at Christmas I just get I round to... <laughs> I think I'm on top of it and then I get to about a week before and I realise there's loads of stuff I've forgotten. So I'm just trying to, yeah, be more... Well, more because engaged. we have a tradition of not just obviously what we might call main presents, mm. but also tree presents, yes. which was something my parents started, actually, because when um, I was little, um, I think they were both aware of the longer between Christmas lunch and whatever happens next, which is usually, I notice Christmas supper, you know, just when you think you can't eat anything else, here comes the sandwich. But that longer for kids goes on forever, doesn't it? It's Definitely. really, you know, and obviously you're playing games and, you know, somebody might go and watch a film. But my parents started this thing of tree presents. Which so it started with your parents? Yeah, yeah. It started I thought it was before them. them. No, as far, well, as far as I know. Wow, so I'm only and, second uh, generation. Yeah, and uh, it was just a tiny thing, you mm. know, a tiny thing to unwrap it about tea time just to keep the lovely present opening It's momentum. like a cracker present almost, yes, isn't it? Yes, exactly. But you have to be able to balance it on the branches of well, the tree. Well, as you know, I've given up on that. Because really? Ever since the famous year when Grandpa, my dad, hid a present so successfully on the tree, it was never found. Oh, I've had that. I have that every year. <laughs> it's usually Daphne's, my mother-in-law, which oh. will look deliberate, but it's not. I have always brought Paging her something and just go, where, where have I put Daphne's present? <laughs> They're on there, Daphne. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, I, as you know, keep them in a little bag, a nice Christmassy bag, but just to make uh, sure, yeah. because I couldn't bear not being able to give a present. Mom, do you want to know something funny? That is the bag you brought the three <gasps> presents round in, I think. Oh my God, can I have it back? That's I've really literally useful. had that bag on the floor since so, last Christmas. So useful. That's, I would only say that's fair enough. Obviously, listeners, <laughs> listeners can decide otherwise. <laughs> I think jolly good I'll have it back then sometimes I play a game where I'll put something down and I'll just see how long it'll just stay there for I I leave a Christmas decoration up every year oh what, you mean like the bauble I've got baubles on yeah. there somewhere because I used to do it um, almost to oh, tease John because obviously 
He went along with all this, but I would say that his, his Christmas decoration fairy was not as present as mine. I would just try and leave a present up, or a, uh, sorry, a decoration up. Yeah, and, actually, uh, I'm struggling to. F- I normally do have a bauble. I can't see yeah, it on there, but that is I, definitely the bag from I Christmas Day. I know where Day. mine is at home. I'm doing it now. It's only me in the house. I'm do still I'm, doing it in there. I think I've got tree presents in that bag. I'm going to rewrap them, put them on the tree. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, because actually, you and I are both quite maximalist. Hello, oh, hello, Titus. Titus <laughs> the cat. That's right, Christmas cat. No, no clocks on you, I noticed. <laughs> um, they should do shoes for cats. I would love that. That would be so You funny. would definitely buy them. My first feline <laughs> shoes. <laughs> um, I, I think even though we have a lot of stuff, we know where most things are. I know Absolutely. where you have our old shoes, for example. Yes. The little baby shoes that you kept on the way down to the kitchen yep. on the side. Yep. But I do think you should try and hunt that. I'd really love to see your... Clark's Lucky Shoe Club badge. I will definitely try and find that, yes. That's special. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you should pin it on your coat now. <laughs> you still have lucky shoes. Yes, and it would probably <laughs> fetch more than a Blue Peter badge these days. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not test the thing. I'm not selling these ones anymore. I've stopped that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Mum. Oh, what a pleasure. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much to my mum for coming over to have a chat with me about all those lovely things. I really hope she finds her badge. Um, That sounds adorable. I could totally picture it. And it's just like my mum to remember it in such detail. She's got a photographic memory, don't you know? And thank you so much to Clarks for partnering with Spinning Plates for the whole podcast and for letting me do this extra special bonus episode. It really has felt special and it's been really lovely to look back on some firsts and some memories. It's made me want to go and find all the pictures from my kids' childhoods from when they got their first shoes. And actually, I have pictures, obviously, from Mickey's, from his first shoes, but also more recently from visiting the Kingston branch of Clark's and getting his first school shoes. And if you want to recreate any first pictures with your kids, well, Clark's have a really good filter and enables you to take a photo either in store or at home and then you can share that special first and you can share it with your friends and your family and yeah they've got a filter for you to help you do that and do remember shop Clark's first shoe collection now or you can book an appointment for an in-store fitting at clarks.co.uk loads of lovely shoes for your little ones on there and yeah this has just been an absolute joy I've really loved doing a bonus episode and I've really loved having another chance to sit down with my mum and record a conversation with her because as you could probably pick up on we do have a very close relationship and we do talk to each other all the time and we share a lot of the same well it's a lot of the same interests a lot of the same aesthetics in terms of our style and our homes and the things we like but also similar laugh and we're always giggling so i hope we've made you smile too and lots of love and i will see you for the first episode of series oh my goodness 12 um in about a month's time so in the meantime be good to yourself and uh, keep your suggestions coming in a future guests and thanks so much for you for lending me your ears and giving me your time thanks to my mum for talking to me today and thank you for Clarks for giving us the opportunity lots of love all